On this episode of BP and the Finch, we're talking Willy Wonka. to an epic episode of BP and the Finch. BP and the Finch. Hey. Finch with that nice little musical number. I didn't know that our podcast was a musical. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it could be. The way you sing. It's the voice of R. Kelly and Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Maybe not R. Kelly. Let's do something okay. better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Usher. Oh, I wish Usher, I had that voice. Yeah. Usher and Jesus. There you go. All right. What's up, Finch? Hey, how you doing, Brian? It's a long time pretty no good. see. Pretty good. So, listeners, uh, we've had a few busy weeks here since we last talked. Um, Finch and I actually got to see each other after so many years. 18 uh, years. 18 yeah. years. Uh, met up outside of Pittsburgh in our hometown. Finally saw each other. Saw Godzilla. Yeah, Which minus is, one. I wish we were doing a review on that, man. Oh. We we will. We will. <laughs> Great gravely my other podcast, Gravely Musing, it's on, it's on a little break right now, but we, we will be talking that. We will. Okay. Um but tonight we decided to do something a little uh a little hopeful, uh, a little whimsical. So, you know, maybe use your imagination. Your imagination. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, tonight we're talking about Wonka. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Willy Wonka here. Um, now, Finch, who is who is Willy Wonka? Like, so we, you know, the new movie came out, 2023's, you know, Wonka with uh, Timothy Chalamet. Hope I yep. say it right. Yep, he has a great name. Um, so for the layman, for someone that has just listened to our podcast, doesn't really know much about Willy Wonka. Maybe they're on the young side. Who is Willy Wonka? Well, I will I will start by saying I never read the books. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, I've I think well, maybe I think I did in school. I think they made us read him, uh, but I don't remember. <laughs> so, um, what my introduction to Willy Wonka was uh, Gene Wilder playing the t- titular character of Willy Wonka, who is a in that version, he is like a recluse who lived, but at one point in time, he was the greatest chocolatier uh, in the all of the land, right? Um, this guy is eccentric. He wears a, a lovely top hat with a purple-ish to maroon, you know, based on the interpretations, um, jacket, trench. Like plum. Pl- oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he is, uh, he's eccentric. He is a inventive and melodic and uh, a great chocolatier. He makes some of the best chocolate in the world. Uh, he has a factory, obviously, hence the name Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, 
in other versions he is i don't know he's he's just the uh he's a We're hunter he's a he's We're a chocolatier he he makes yeah because he invents in the original one he invents like the everlasting gobstopper and like other little like crazy inventions and uh yeah i mean that's that's kind of the gist i think what makes Willy wonka so interesting is that each version of them is different each okay. every one of them every one of them adds to this mythology um so a little like the storybook if you will i never read the book uh and which is kind of blasphemy if people know me because like i tend to read everything but this is yeah you love to read <laughs> I, I do love to read um which was very interesting as we well we'll get into yes yeah okay that right. was very interesting i like that a lot yeah um which listeners you'll see. Okay. Willy Wonka. So Willy Wonka or the, the original book was called Charlie and the chocolate factory in the book. Uh, Charlie is the main, really the main focus and not so much Willy Wonka. Uh, but it was written in 1964 by a British author. Uh, I'll probably butcher his name because uh, I'm not a librarian. My wife is, <laughs> but his name is a uh, Road Dahl. Rodal, yeah. Right? Ro- yeah, Rodal or whatever. Um, Rodal, one of the most famous children's writers of all time. Um, you might not have heard his name, but I know you might know his works. He, of course, created Willy Wonka and, you know, Charlie. He wrote Witches, um, which was just recently uh, remade with Anne Hathaway a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, I know the Angelica Huston version from the 90s. Awesome, awesome movie. Uh, Matilda, uh, one of the greatest movies of our childhood with Danny DeVito and, and, uh, um, or, you know, um, James and, and the Giant wife. And his, Sorry, his, oh, Danny, no, he, DeVito, Danny DeVito and his wife. I can't remember uh, her name, but yeah. Reva, Reva Perlman. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the heck's her first name? Rita. I thought it, it was Rita? Rita. Yeah. Rita Perlman. Thought, yeah. 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 Um, James and the Giant Peach. I love that movie. Never read the book. Love the movie though. Bro. Bro, you have children. Read these books to your children. You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. Gosh, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Uncle Brian lived closer, he'd be reading these books to his kids. Um, and he also wrote the BFG, which is probably the latest. Yeah, that's the latest. Uh, adaption. Um, Willy yeah, Wonka did, is a did live action of that too. They did do a live action. Really? Was that was uh? I knew they animated, but I didn't know they did a live action. I want to say Ewan McGregor, but I, I believe Spielberg did it. A the live BFG. action? Yeah, bro. Really? Yeah. Of the BFG? Yeah, the dude. giant. Yeah. <sighs> okay, we're gonna have to. We'll have to we'll have to research that. You, well, I'll you, do it my rant. Oh, you, yeah, you do you do that, okay. and I will find it for you. <laughs> Willy Wonka is a master inventor, as Finch said, candy maker, and oftentimes a magician. He is described in the book as a short man with green pants, which I've never seen in a live action with green pants that I can remember. Uh, purple jacket, goatee, a top hat. And he moves like a squirrel. 
So they say he moves very fast, very small, very squirrel-like. <laughs> um, his chocolate factory, which is kind of like a staple of the story, his chocolate factory, uh, he shut it down and he locked the gates because of spies and other factor and other companies. Um, he employs little orange men with green hair named Oompa Loompas. He was portrayed in 1971 film uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory by Gene Wilder. Probably his now well quick, known. Quick to um, yes, sir. I've been seeing, I guess, because of Wonka recently being released all over TikTok. Um, huh. I've I've recently learned that the Oompa Loompas were not originally how they're portrayed. You are so correct. <laughs> yes. Do you want to? Oh, we don't get to that. Okay. I didn't oh, know yeah. if you were going to get to that oh. or not, but. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll run down the characters and yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. Oh, oh so I did find the BFG real quick. Obviously this is a tangent. Sorry to go off. No, but, uh, so it was made in 2016. Okay. Um, the cast, I don't know if we know. Really? And you're right. Yeah. Maybe I'm just confusing it. Maybe uh, the BFG was animated, but it was live action. Him himself was CGI, yes. Oh, um, my apologies. Mark, Mark Rylance, um, the little girl was played by Ruby Barnhill, or a little boy. Um, Rebecca Hall was in it. Bill Hader was in it. Um, my, my apologies. It, and it says you can watch it on Disney+. Plus, So it's on there. My great apologies. I was thinking that the whole movie was animated. I'm. I feel so stupid. Hey, no. Hey, that's what we're here for. We're having an open discussion. So that's right. But yes, I I did quite enjoy that. Uh, the BFG. Um, Radal is notorious for just such heartwarming, heartwarming stories that just take you back to childhood. Like this dude understands kids. Like, like this dude just he's. He's just amazing. Um, so yeah, Willy Wonka. So um, played by a 1971 Gene Wilder, one of his greatest roles. Um, what you, what our listeners might not know, if they even know who Gene Wilder is, um, Gene Wilder suffered from Alzheimer's in his final years, and he kept it so very private. Um, but one of the reasons why he kept it private. Is you know you know privacy of course, but when children would see him and shout Willy Wonka, it would actually bring back some of his memory for a short time, mm-hmm. and he would remember that role, and it brought him great joy in his memory losing years. That's awesome. And he didn't want these kids to like know. He didn't want any kids to know that like he didn't have his memory, like mm-hmm. he was losing it. But like that. That little tip of Gene Wilder just made me love him even more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gene a little Wilder. off topic. Like, I love him as Willy Wonka, but I love him in Blazing Saddles, bro. Blazing Saddles. <laughs> that's, that's one of my um, favorite roles. One of these days, we might have to do a Gene Wilder tribute because oh, I, I love I love Gene and Willy Wonka, young Frankenstein big time. Yeah. Um, but also, he did a movie with Richard Pryor. We, uh, the Toy? Called, Hear no evil, see no evil. Oh, okay, and it's where he played a deaf guy, and then Gene, uh, Richard Pryor played a blind guy. Mm. They he, did, he, like, did, he did quite a few movies with him, right? I think so. Yeah, I think they they were like the uh, yeah they They're were like me, the, me and the Finch in the seventh. Yeah, yeah, there you go. 
Hell yeah. The Richard Pryor to my Gene Wilder. Yeah, Mr. Right. Dre Finch, everybody. <laughs> um, he was also, Willy Wonka was also portrayed by Johnny Depp in 2005 and Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in a very interesting take, indeed. One uh, that was maybe more true to the, the original book, right? Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp signed on to that movie without reading the script. And he decided to play Willy Wonka. And I read this in an interview. He said that uh, I wanted, to, I had to do something totally different. I, I needed to, you know, I didn't want to read the script. And I decided to play Willy Wonka from what I knew of Willy Wonka as an incredibly stoned George Bush. So he based his portrayal on if he was wow. George Bush completely stoned. Wow. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> I, um, I can see that. <laughs> I can right, definitely absolutely. see that. Um, all right. So the uh, the 1971 film, the first live action version of Willy Wonka. So the budget for that film was $3 million. This blew my mind because this movie was like a staple in my childhood. But this movie in 1971, it it was made for three million. It only made four million, so it only made a profit of one million dollars, which is crazy to me because, like, I thought it was very well loved. Like, like it's just that's just I mean it's crazy to me. Um, but it was distributed by Paramount Pictures somewhere along the line. It uh got transferred to Warner Brothers. I probably when Tim Burton took over uh, around that time. All right. Now, actually I learned a lot about um, the original movie. I watched this uh, retrospect video. Do it. They said that uh, break it down. They couldn't find like anybody to produce it. And they ended up partnering with Quaker to uh, basically produce the movie. And they only wanted to do it so they could sell their own version of a chocolate bar. And then uh, basically they, once the movie like kind of flopped and Quaker never got their chocolate bar out anyway, eventually they, they turned over the rights to Warner Brothers, I think. Uh, oh, so I didn't know that last part yet. Oh. Well, geez. All right. Now that controversy you were talking about. Okay. So you're totally right. So uh, the idea for adapting the book into a film uh, came about when the director, Mel Stewart's daughter, she was like, I think she was like 10 at a time. Uh, she read the book and went to her father and said, hey, make a film out of it with uh, Uncle Dave, the producer, David Wolper. Yeah. Um, and he was like, yeah, okay. He was a documentarian, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My man, Finch. Um, and you're totally right. Uh, they happened to be, so Wolper... Uh, was it when they talks with Quaker Oats? Mm-hmm. Yep. And regarding a vehicle to to introduce a new candy bar from Chicago-based um, company called Breaker Confections Sub- Subsidiary, mm-hmm. uh, it has been renamed the Willy Wonka Candy Company, and it was sold oh. to Nestle. Okay. So now Nestle kind of like owns Wonka, and rightfully so, or uh, Wonka bar stuff. Um, but Quaker Oats was trying to produce a Wonker bar, and like you said, it never, never happened. 
<laughs> um, Roald Dahl did help write the screenplay for this for the first movie. Um, he was he he uh, did start writing the screenplay, but he never finished it. So they had to get on other writers. So all they kind of had for the movie, other than what the the new screenplay writer wrote, is all uh, Roald Dahl got together was kind of like an outline of story points. So that's why, like, some things are in it from the book. Some things kind of aren't. Um, like, for example, uh, changes to the book. Uh, Walker's character was given more emphasis over Charlie. They introduced Slugworth, who was, well, Slugworth was, like, originally a minor character who was, like, a rival in the book. But he was reworked in the movie to be in a spy. Um because they kind of wanted a villain and they added in the fizzy lifting drinks drama into the movie and they changed the uh, walnut shelling squirrels yeah, to the golden lane geese. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this movie uh, I want to talk about uh, where the heck did my note go? The I want to talk about the doom-pa, cast. Doom-pa yes. <laughs> We'll, 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 we'll totally be in there. Okay. So let's, so we'll, we'll get in a bit, we'll get into Wonka, but Charlie Bucket and 1971 story. Okay. What are your thoughts on the original Charlie Bucket? Um, from the movie, right? Yeah. A little blonde haired, little blonde haired white kid. Uh, you know, he was an innocent, good, good kid. I mean, I feel like I related to him growing up because I was, I mean, you know how I was raised, man. Like that's, that's kind of how I felt, you know? Like, I mean, I didn't sleep in the bed with my grandparents and stuff. Like that's weird. Um, But, but no, I mean like the fact that like, you know, he was just a good hearted kid and, you know, he tried to help his family out. He did what he was supposed to do, his chores and all that. And then one day, you know, he gets lucky and, you know, gets his hope uh, hopes all up, gets him crushed, and then eventually, like, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff going on in that movie to where it's like, um, you know, he just happens to find this quarter. He just oh, I just yep, to, I I totally yeah, get into that. I want to get into that. You know, a lot of a lot of um, you know, conspiracy theories and stuff. But like, you know, good one in the in the end. You know what I mean? That's absolutely. So Did that's, you know wow. Charlie was supposed to be black? Oh, wow. okay. I did not yeah. know that. Yep. So uh, Charlie was originally intended to be black, but when Roald sent the book in, they they thought that, it, that we can't have black people, <laughs> you know, be the star. Uh, pretty much. Well, what what year was this again? Uh, th- so he published it in 1964. Yeah. So that would yeah. be. Yep. You betcha. Then the Oompa Loompas. Go ahead. You've been they dying were, to talk about it. Go well, ahead. they were, at least from what I've seen, is they were known as pygmies. Yep. And they in the illustrations that I saw, they looked horrible, man. They looked like little like African children That's from exactly a tribe. What they were supposed to be from a tribe in Africa mm-hmm. with like big lips and nappy hair, and uh, basically Wonka takes them and forces them to. Go over 
and work for him for and just to be paid in chocolate, right? Like, yep. not not even pay them like money and stuff. So Road might have been a little bit racist. It might oh, he definitely his, was. You know. Well, the the other thing is like when uh, the movie the movie ran into a lot of like production issues and stuff, especially with Road Dahl and the the writing of the script, and then like Hollywood being Hollywood at the time was like, hey, you know, we got to change this because we're you know. We, we, we need to make some money on this. And they basically made him change the Oompa Loompas. And he was like, that's, that's, that's crap. Like he did not like them changing his original. I get it. Like, you know, changing his original work. It's like, that's my art. Like you're, you're butchering my art. But at the same time, it's like, we're trying to appease to an audience here. Like, you know, we can't be blatantly racist here, sir. You know what I mean? So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, as a guy that writes crap myself, like if one of my, like if one of my friends or or like someone I'm trying to sell my work to is like, bro, uh, you coming off racist, like, or you coming off sexist? I would want to hear those things. Like, like I don't want to offend nobody. Absolutely. And like, if you come on, and be like, no, man, I want little black people working in my factory. I want Charlie to be black and poor. I want the white man to save the little black kid for the projects. Wow. Like <laughs> that's what we get in here, man. That what? wow. And like shit. What is that? What was that TV show that did that? Um what different strokes or Webster. Yeah, with little Gary Coleman. Yeah, that was a uh, no, no Web that was different, different strokes. strokes. Webster was with Emmanuel um Lewis. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Man, I hate that. Why? Why is Hollywood? Why Hollywood have to be so freaking racist? My God! Well, now they're on the opposite end of the spectrum. We won't say anything. Yeah, thank yet. God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, so yeah, so Charlie, so Charlie, um, Charlie was portrayed as like kind and loving to kind of like contradict uh, how Oompa Loompas were negatively portrayed. Now, um. I don't have an issue with Charlie in the first movie at all. Um, I think that the Charlie played by Freddie Highmore. So in the original movie is portrayed by a guy named uh, Peter Ostrom. In 2005, Charlie was played by Freddie Highmore. I think Freddie Highmore was better. The mm-hmm. 2005s with uh, Tim Burton, I felt he was a better Charlie. I think he was... Maybe a little too good. Okay. That might be fair. Like, because a kid can freaking act. Like, I don't mean acting wise. Like, he's too good actor. I meant, like, he was too. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, like, kids still do. Like, you can have a heart of gold and be a good kid, but, like, when you're that good, suspicious, you know? <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. All right. Okay. So, uh, and Charlie is not in the 2023 Wonka movie. But. It's because it's like one, a prequel, right? It's because it's a prequel. Yeah. So, but. Uh, my wife pointed out quicker than I could point out to her. Um, my wife's really quick with this stuff. In the 2023 Wonka movie, Wonka has about 12 shillings at the beginning, and he drops his last one in the drain, 
And my wife hit me, and she's like, "That's going to be the one that Charlie finds that day." I'm telling you. Like, this is why I married this woman. Well, what about even when he gives one to the the lady? She's like, "Spare shilling." She's holding a baby, bro. You think that's Charlie? It could be. I mean, let's you're you're pointing out that that's the drain. That was literally like four feet from where he handed over the shillings. Bro, I didn't even think about that. Uh, my, my wife blew my mind. Like, like, like she said that I was like, I saw the image of the drain and I was thinking to myself, I wonder. Char-, and then my wife just hit me and said exactly what I was thinking. I but, didn't even think about that, but that's good. But now you got me thinking like, it's a possibility that that's Charlie, the baby. Cause I mean, he meets, he meets Willy Wonka. What when he's like 10, 11? Yeah. And that's enough. Yeah. That's enough time for Timothy Chalamet to turn into Gene Wilder. <laughs> oh man, dude. Yeah. It could it could be. It could be. It could be. I I I I do think that that coin's the one that Charlie finds. And like I like that. Like but that baby being Charlie, it's very possible because so Charlie's dad wasn't was never a character until 2005's Charlie and Chocolate Factory was never a character. Wait, we never we never saw him in the original. Uh, uh-uh. he was dead. So I watched the original. I watched the seventy one, and then I watched two thousand five before I watched this one. Mm-hmm. And and like so, in the original, those those grandparents were in that bed for twenty years. Dang. Yes. So if Charlie's 10 years old, okay, then that means that his dad died, let's say, oh, his dad died, you know, probably like nine, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't think that the mom was probably married to the dad for 20 years. I don't think so. But there's both sets of grandparents there. Yeah. So, so. If Charlie's 10 years old and his dad died, then I don't think like, do you think that they were married for 10 years taking care of these old people? And then they just, then they finally had a kid. Nah, not that, but that like Charlie's mom. So then what are you saying though? <laughs> like, what am I saying? Okay. You're saying that they were married for 10 years. Their parents got sick. Well, I'm saying she hasn't been taking care of those parents for ten, for 20 years. So she, you think but like someone had to? Maybe she moved in to to have a roof over her head and also to take care of these parents. Yes, and then somehow somehow his dad died. Somehow we okay. never get an answer. Wow. Like okay. who was taking care of these parents for 10 years before Charlie was born? Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like who was taking care of these? For ten years before Charlie was born, because I don't think the mom was taking care of these these parents for ten years. Then they have the baby, and then she's taking care of Charlie and the kids for ten more years. Hmm. That's crazy. I don't know. I'm okay, rambling. but they were in there for twenty years. That's what you need to know. No, I I didn't know that. So yeah, that's great. Um, it's not and it and it that's <laughs> not great. Imagine, like, for at least ten years of your life. 10 years of your life, you know, your spouse leaves you and you're cleaning up not one, not your parents, not just your parents. You're cleaning up your your spouse's parents' dookie 
for, for and your kid. 10 years and so. you're sponge babying them. You're wiping four asses. And then you had a baby. You're wiping really five asses. Plus your own. That's six. That's six asses <laughs> to wipe. <laughs> and then, and then like, I noticed, I noticed that like grandpa Joe has this bit of a stain on his like nightgown and shit. <laughs> so like, so she's not a really good laundry lady. Like, why the hell? <laughs> like, hey, they didn't have they didn't have Tide Pods back then. All right, man, or OxyClean. They're <laughs> <laughs> just putting the in the stick and like be like, uh, she's not very good. Anyway, uh, I don't know about you, but if like I had a well, kid and my wife died, and I had a choice between taking my kid and trying to find a job somewhere or taking care or wiping four additional asses and not just regular asses, old asses. Uh, <laughs> I'm out of there. <laughs> like you figure it out. <laughs> wow. Hey, maybe, you know, if you think about it though, maybe one of those sets is her parents. Oh, it is. And the other one is just like somebody that she takes care of. And that's her job. You know, people do that for work. Yeah. And it's like, like in hospice, does. You know? yes. like in hospice care or something. So maybe, maybe one of those sets is not actually her parents. And it's just the old couple. She's like, well, you know, we don't got space. So all four of y'all stay in that bed. But, you know, I take care of you and that's my job and I get paid for it. And I have a roof over my head. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Okay. We're, we're going on a tangent. What you're saying is, <laughs> what you're saying is she's, so I always took it as they were her husband's parents and then her parents. That's what I always thought. I mean, that's, I mean, but now you make me wonder. Does she but now you make freaking, me wonder. <laughs> you make me wonder if she has a freaking social security scam going on. So she's collected four, four old people's social security, and then she's working at the laundry. And then, and then like, if, what if her husband was in the army and she's collecting some pension? So why the hell are they eating that freaking cabinet water? <laughs> <laughs> Like we should be doing someone okay. The the old people ain't get out of bed. So now are we are we are we just talking about the first two movies though, or are we just talking about the first one specifically? Because obviously the second we're one, we're kind of like dripping. the dad. The dad yeah, is the, there. The dad. So so anyway, Grandpa Joe, the biggest pile of trash in movie history in 1971 movie in the 1971 movie Grandpa Joe pile of trash. Tell me why, because I saw you post this, and I'm like, dude, why? That boy, that man has been on his ass in that bed for 20 mother flipping years, Finch. 20 mother flipping years. And then all of a sudden, he sees this golden ticket, and he jumps up, and he can walk. It's a, it's a freaking miracle. It's a freaking miracle. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Oprah. Play, praise Judas God. Whatever. All of a sudden, he can walk. You couldn't walk in 20 mother flipping years and get a damn job? He bought that bag. He's like, hey, we're going to get this bag, son. Let's go. And it wasn't, it couldn't have been, I bet you. They And and why does he get special treatment? Why does some of the money go to get his tobacco? All the three other old people, they don't get any extra money. But he gets a little extra money to get tobacco. And then he decides to quit it and buy Charlie a candy bar. Because smokers get special privileges, man. Have you seen all these videos online where people are like, how come that person gets a smoke break? It's like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. I know. That's that's one thing I hate about working in Spectrum is like the, the smokers, they would get like 67 breaks during a day. 
I was I was like, well, maybe I'll start smoking crack. <laughs> oh, you don't gotta go that extreme. You can smoke regular nicotine, okay? Well, it's pretty much the same. But Grandpa Joe, piece of trash. Uh, Grandpa Joe in a 2005 movie, so much better. So in the 2005 movie, it's revealed that he actually worked for Wonka before Wonka shut down the factory. And that he believed that Wonka was like a magician. And he, and his his like wish was to see Wonka's factory. So like basically saying that the reason he could walk again is like it was almost like a magic thing from Wonka. His, he willed it. Yeah. He willed it. Like, I want to see that one more time. So like I felt he the I felt the Grandpa Joe in t- 2005 version a whole lot better. Um, and his story and his origin and stuff. Um, also, it's revealed in 2005 version, they added this, that Charlie's dad worked for the toothpaste factory. So you have a candy shop and a toothpaste factory, and they laid him off because they were doing so well because of Wonka <laughs> that uh, that they had enough money to buy a machine, and they didn't need him anymore. So, but yes. AI is replacing us, man. <sighs> <laughs> then he ended up fixing the AI. Good for right. that boy. Um, hey, yeah, there you go. But Grandpa Joe, you know, now you're making me want to rewatch the Tim Burton one because I, I mean, I remember watching it and just the Johnny Depp himself. Like I love Johnny Depp, uh, and he kind of creeped me out. You know what I mean? Well, and that we'll, we'll talk Wonka last, but I'm just saying. But that's what kind of deterred me from the movie, like that and. It had a lot of Tim Burtonisms that I like. You know, we love Tim Burton, but when, My it feels like he does this, when he does the same thing over and over in each of his movies, you're like, uh, seen it, you know. So Thank you. that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, but wrong. now I'm now I'm I'm thinking I might have to rewatch this one. And I mean, I I do remember Charlie being so, you know, such a good kid, and he was so likable. And I do remember his dad and his mom in this one because it was Helen Bottom Carter as his mom. And his dad was that one guy that I can't remember his name, but I, I've seen him in other stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's that guy. Um, and then, obviously, you'll mention some of the other characters probably. But Oh, absolutely. Yeah, now I think I'm definitely going to have to rewatch that one. You got it. You got it. Um, so, other thing that pissed me off, too, is that Grandpa, like, in the 71 movie, <laughs> Grandpa Joe, it should have been the mom that got to go, man. The freaking mom should have got to go. All the crap she went through. She's like, cheer up, Charlie. You know, things will be better. You know, that song, like, as a kid, man, like. I used to sing that song all the time. Like, just, like, out of nowhere, just randomly, too. Like, it would just be like, cheer up, Charlie. And then just, you know, go about my day. And then just, like. It would just be, like, random. You know how I talk about like memes and stuff just always popping in my head. There's like little things, and that's that's one of them. Like anytime I hear the name Charlie, I love it. Like most people would think Charlie Brown or something. Like, hey, you blockhead! I would always just be like, "Cheer up, Charlie!" Like that was just. <laughs> like, need, I don't know. You need to drop an album. Nah, bro. You're up. You started the podcast with pure imagination. Ooh. Hey, this new movie had some little had a couple bangers too. Oh. Tons of bangers. Um, so next character I want uh, Augustus Gloop. 
So Augustus Gloop, like, do you notice how these kids were like, um, do you notice how these kids were like based on like the deadly sins? So, um, so, so things about these kids, like it, like there's seven deadly sins, but each kid represents a deadly sin. So Augustus Gloop, fat kid from Germany. Like, I think that the, the German kid on the Simpsons was even, was based off Augustus Gloop. I think his name was like, no, it wasn't, it's not Martin, but. There is a fat kid with like Wiener Hosen that's like, you know, I'll get the chocolate, uh, Principal Skinner. Um, <laughs> but Augustus Gloop represents gluttony um, and, uh, you know, just, just gluttony and stuff. Um, Veruca Salt. Is a second character. Uh, she represents greed. She's a freaking spoiled brat. Um, she wants her dad to buy her everything, and her dad does. Like total spoiled brat. I would say that in terms of Gussie Gloop, like there's no character like version that I think is better between 1971 2005. They're both fine. Uh, Veruca Salts. I think their original 1971 is a little bit better. And uh, she meets her demise from um, wanting a, gold, a goose that lays the golden chocolate egg. And she goes down the garbage chute. Uh, she goes through the garbage chute in the 2005 version. But um, they have the nut chewing squirrels. So um, a little bit more close to the book uh, there. Um. Who else? And then Violet Beauregard, I had a hard time figuring out like what she was supposed to represent. But then like the 2005 version makes it very clear that she is all about pride. She is self-centered. Uh, she is a record holding gum chewer. She, you know, she is all about pride. So you have Augustus being gluttony, you have Ruka being greed, and then you have uh, Violet Bullard as pride, as like, representing this the debt like this deadly sins. Um, and then she meets her demise by eating a piece of gum and being you know turned into a blueberry. Violet, you're turning violet. Violet, you're turning violet. Violet. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. Um, and then Mike TV, of course, represents sloth. Sloth. Yeah, you know, like being lazy. Okay. Like usually sloth is attributed to like drug use and addiction, whatever. But like, you know, uh, Mike TV was kind of like about sloth and anger a little bit. Like the 2005 version paired to the 71 version, 2005 one is like a hacker and like really smart. And like he hacked the system and that's how he find out the candy. So he could like win. Hmm. Um, but whatever. So one thing I wanted to pop out, uh, I wanted to bring up about these movies too is, so in the original movie, do you notice that like, if you can remember, so we, we know the big twist in it is that Slugworth works for Wonka. Yes. So 
when uh who's the first one? so gus's gloop gets the ticket slugworth's there and says something in his ear we find out that slugworth wants the kids to get info about the everlasting gobstopper so he just he's just there like because the news is there so i didn't think anything of it but when we get to veruca salt the second winner like so her dad's rich and it has a nut company and he's buying like hundreds of thousands of boxes and when that worker finds the ticket slugworth is there mm-hmm. that tells me that at least in this version that wonka knew exactly what kids would get the tickets when they would get the tickets and had slugworth there when they got the tickets okay so that means that these kids were predetermined cho- chosen by Wonka. Do you think the specific kids, though, or yeah. like, okay, because because and this is and the, to 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 have it further when so the first suspicion is when with Veruca Salt because they find the ticket Slugworth is there, so like you knew that that ticket was there, mm. and then you get to Veruca. And like it's a news thing. You get to Mike TV, it's a news thing. But then Charlie went so Charlie had that original bar he get for his birthday mm-hmm. and didn't have the ticket. And then Grandpa Joe gives up his weed money and like and then lets <laughs> lets, him, lets him be able to get another bar and it's not in there. But then he finds that silver dollar in the gutter that you know Wonka left him, we you know. And mm-hmm. um and then he goes and buys the bar. And then now didn't didn't the didn't the Candyman like grab a a different bar this time though? That's right. So yeah. so he um he he asks for, he gets he gets like a long piece of candy bar, like a long skinny one, and he eats it really fast. And then he has like money left over, and he's like, and then the Candyman's like, well, you know, why don't you want like, or he says he wants something else. And he's like, why don't you take this one? So the candy man's in on it, gives him the one that he'll win. And then he's running with the ticket. Slug mirth meets him in the alley. When he starts running. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the. Yes, I gotta Sorry. go the ticket. But Slugworth exactly. is in the freaking alley. So why was Slugworth there unless they knew that Charlie would get that ticket? Because it was all. Yeah, I guess that's how they wrote the movie. I know, but still, <laughs> I mean, it worked. It worked. It did, but that makes me think that now. Now the real question is. Why did out of all the kids in the world, why was it these kids? Because they they had some kind of uh influence or something, I guess. I don't know. It like, just it just it makes as a conspiracy theory, bro. <laughs> like it makes me wonder. Like so I mean, but like Veruca's dad was successful. Um, the one girl was the world record holder, you know, like like there's a few things. Augustus I think he was a record holder too, right? Like he was just like a little fat kid, right? Well, yeah, he was just a little but fat like, ass. He ate so many, much candy. But wasn't he like a record holder for eating like the most candy or something? 
Or was it just to find the chocolate bars? I think just maybe the chocolate bars. Okay. So if we look at if we look at from that perspective, so like he would have known about yeah, he would know about Augustus from who like who buys the most bars. Like mm-hmm. or who eats the most bars. Like he would know that. And then okay, I'm gonna send it to Augustus because I know Augustus is a piece of crap. Um and then I'm Veruca probably he like he probably got nuts from her dad to make the bars. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, and then he sorted them and you know which ones were good, which ones were bad. And then for Veruca, Veruca's dad was like a car salesman or something. But in the 2005 version, they were like record holders. They were like, you know, athletes. So like, mm. and then she, and then we know that Walka hates gum. Mm. So yeah. like, he probably was really annoyed by, by a violet. Violet, like, yeah. Chose her. Mike TV, um, he was a kid that hacked the system in the 2005 version. So that kind of made sense. So that would have pissed me off as a company owner. You hacked my system. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So it's just something to think about. Um, no, it's, that's, that's why I said, I think I need to rewatch that. The 2005 version, man. You do. You know, you just to do. definitely check it. Out. I've seen it multiple times. It's just, you know, just sometimes it would be like on in the background because it's like, eh, you know, I like the original version better. So. I th- the original version just has great music, but so let's talk about let's talk about Willie, and in the original, so Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka, like you could you could almost say that the original Willy Wonka is a horror movie. Like, I can see that. like that boat that boat ride, hell yeah, that dude that boat ride traumatizing to me as a child traumatizing like the spiders out of nowhere like the score like it was no it was a scorpion then the slut like what was the purpose of that scene (laughs) and just him just his uh his narration no one knows (gasps) where we're going (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah the the boat is is gently rowing uh, Wait a minute, stop. No one's knowing. No one's knowing. What is ah, what is the okay? What is Willy Wonka? But yeah, that scene is horrific. Although, you know, that's where one of the best songs comes from before that, the pure imagination song. And I just always remember him eating the cup, you know, when he eats he picks the flowers, sips the tea, eats the cup. Um the chocolate river, you know, looked uh it looked like crap, literally. <laughs> oh, oh, one thing, one thing else in the 2005 version, they're like they and then all the Oopa Loopas look the same. I don't like those Oopa Loopas. My wife thinks it's funny, but I don't. I like the orange and green. That's just yeah. Like, um, it's more, it's more friendly. Yeah, but the, them all being, them all looking the same, like it's. I mean, there was some comedic part of it, but like you know, whatever. Um. But the kids point out, it's almost like you know that these kids are going to meet their their end, their tragedy. Because these Oompa Loompas are singing a song, and it's completely choreographed. And the, all the lyrics are there, and you even like they even know the names of the kids. It's like you knew this was going to happen. And, and then, like, 
Willie is like avoiding the question and moving on. But this isn't the this isn't the seventy the seventy version. Or the, oh, okay. Um, but that boat ride seventy one, dude. There's no earthly way of knowing which direction we are going. going. There's no knowing where we're rowing. <laughs> He's got to get the face. Which way the river's flowing? Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is the hurricane blowing? Not yeah. a speck of light is showing. So the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a glowing? Is a grizzly reaper mowing? Yes, the danger <laughs> must be growing. For the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs that they I'm are slowing. That's insane. Yeah, and it just the that's graphic, the images. Yeah, dude, that's great. Uh you gotta watch this movie, <laughs> listeners. Like you have to. Like this is this is freaking us. Um, but it seems that Gene Wilder's character, like he it's it's like he's lost all hope with humanity. Like he wants, he's searching for, is there someone out there that's still good? Yeah. Is there someone that still has that like joyous wonder? Is there a kid that's good? And like, so when, that's very relatable to today. Right. Like, like kids are little snots, man. <laughs> like, like, and they're not, they're not appreciative of anything. So this 1971 movie, like being you know old like we are now, um, I look for those kids that are grateful, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I appreciate them more. And you know, Charlie, like Charlie, gives the gobstopper back to Wonka, um, you know, and he's like, you know, trying to show him that kindness, and then he wins, you know, he wins the factory. You um, won. He won. But I, I really like when he's like, you drink fizzy lifting drinks. It says in the contract. So you get nothing. Nothing. Good day, sir. <laughs> and that room is so weird where everything's like half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just uh, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, actually, it. but like, wouldn't that disqualify him? So it's like, why do you still let him win? Yeah. Because it's him. like everybody because everybody makes mistakes and. He wasn't a complete ass about it. Is that why? <laughs> like, probably, but there probably was a clause in that contract. Like, if you do something wrong and then you try to make it right, it, it was in the small print. Like, mm-hmm. you had a small print. You yeah, had to read. yeah, right. The small print. Um, yeah. So that's 71's version. And then 2005's version, very Tim Burton y. Uh, Charlie lived in like a slanted piece of junk house. <laughs> everything's tilted um but the thing to take away from there is that i don't like johnny depp's wallet willie i do not like it sam yeah I, me neither. Um, like he's so <clears throat> it's sh- like you can tell that he's he didn't study study things he didn't like he just did his own thing of what he felt like doing that day i mean he even said it and like, it's just, and then they add in, they add in the backstory of Willie, of his dad being a dentist and like, you can't have candy, you have braces 
and just who played his dad, Christopher Lee, because Tim Burton loves the Hammer films of Horror Day, mm-hmm. and like he loves Christopher Lee. Um, really I just looking. always see Count Dooku. Count Dooku. <laughs> yeah, I should have said Count Dooku. My apologies. <laughs> um, but it's like to give that backstory, and then like you know his dad was a dentist and like try to give some depth to that character. It just didn't work for me. You know, what's funny too is like, so the first one is called Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. The second one is called Charlie and the chocolate factory. Right. Yes. But the first one felt like it was more about Charlie. And then the second one felt like it was more about Willie. Like, I know, I think you said that the second one was more about Willie. Or like the second one was actually no, more about Charlie. You know what? You're right, but because it's like we dad, got Willie's backstory about him and the the prince that he made the castle for. Oh yeah, and, I forgot about that. And his dad and him searching parts of Africa. Like we got all this Wonka backstory, you know. And I don't know. I just felt like that was all unnecessary. Like, yeah, I don't know. And and he just he obviously doesn't like children. He's very introverted, like, and creepy looking. He's creepy. He the, the pale skin and the hi, like, oh, that was like a creepy face. And he's not really funny. No, like he was doing his like Mad Hatter. Like I think he took he took his Wonka performance to the Alice in Wonderland Mad Hatter performance. You could even say. I mean, I think there might be like a a weird conspiracy somewhere internet TikTok video where it's like the Mad Hatter is Willy Wonka from a, it's oh, a yeah, shared timeline or some, you know, some Pro- weird thing. Multiverse, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're pro- yeah. You're right. I mean, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, but it's a good, it's still a good film. Um, yeah, there's some aspects that are a lot better. Um, but overall, I don't think it did it, but and it's more in tune to the book. It is closer to the book, um, and something and a lot of things, but I think that 2023's Wonka hit it on the money. It hit it on the money. Like Timothy, like he's wearing the purple jacket. Timothy Chalamet. He's wearing the purple jacket. He's got the top hat. Um, he even did that little tribute to Gene Wilder in the beginning where he's going down the steps and then he takes two back, just mm-hmm. like Gene Wilder did in Pure Imagination. Um, the movie even starts with that little tune of Pure Imagination. Dun, dun, like they put dun. in your head just a little bit through the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, th- this movie was like, this movie is getting mixed reviews for some stupid reason. Um, because you know, uh, these haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate. But dude, I thought like this was directed by the dude that did Paddington and Paddington Two, some of the greatest children's movies with heart and like ever made. Paul King, like dude. Um, yeah, I thought who doesn't I thought love marmalade was amazing. Yeah, who, who doesn't love marmalade and chocolate? Come on, marmalade. Oh, freaking yay! <laughs> Um, dude, this movie was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, same. Like, it just, I remember seeing the first couple of trailers. And I was like, 
Really? Another Wonka movie? Like, come on, bro. But I took my kids to see it opening night, well, Thursday night, and all three of my kids were like, hey, that was a cool-ass movie. Well, they don't say, you know, swear words, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, not in front of me, but, you know, <laughs> but they were like, my son was like, I didn't like the movie. I loved it. So, you know. I didn't. So he's pulling like a little, uh, what the heck's his name? Simon? I guess, like, like, I didn't like it. Oh, Simon Cowell, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, so spoilers to follow. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. All right. So in 2023's Wonka movie, um, I don't I don't want to give away the whole movie, but there will be some spoilers in this. Um so in this story, they decide to make it more of a mother-son story. Um and instead of it being a depressing childhood, um, you find out that Willie lived with his mom on a boat and his mom would make him chocolate. Still and, no dad. And there's no dad. We don't know who the dad is. We don't know where the, where the dad is. Um, but the whole purpose of making chocolate and wanting to have his own chocolate business is he's trying to recapture that feeling that he had when he was a child, when his mom made him chocolate and um, she passed away while he was a child. And he, she said that when you have your own business and make your own chocolate, um, I will be with you. And he's trying to like, he's trying to feel that comfort again. So there is that pain in him, like the other versions of Wonka, you know, and but he's it's not it's not a numbing pain. It's it's just like I miss my mom and I miss the good feelings. So like that took me back. Like one thing this movie did is it took me back to my childhood and those good memories. Like it almost like it made me f- remember like grandma's cooking, <laughs> you know, and it made me remember like when my mom would get me candy and it made me remember like all those good memories of childhood and like the things that as an adult, sometimes you might forget or you try to give your children like just those good feelings, those good memories that things are going to be okay. And like that, that was the hardest. So like what, what I also loved about this Willie is that he, 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 he didn't know how to read mm-hmm. and like, and it gets him into trouble because he doesn't know how to read, but uh, but he 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 relies on the kindness of, tra- of strangers. Like this, Willie has so much hope and faith in people. Like even people that were nasty to him, he still ha- kept that that hope. And like uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes we lose that. Like sometimes people just cross us and. We, we just become jaded. Yeah. And yeah. like, like even, even the people that were, were, were horrible to Willie, like, you know, he got, you know, he got back in them cause he, you know, like he kind of had to, but like, he didn't, he didn't do anything to kind of like try to like really hurt them or kill, kill anything. Yeah. Like he just wanted them to stop the crap they were doing. So, um, yeah, like so. How's this? So, tell me about this movie, man. Tell me about this origin. 
like my feelings about it or like what happens in the movie, like a quick rundown. Yeah. Get a quick rundown. All right. So, uh, Willy Wonka decides to show up. He's an adult now. He shows up, uh, at, I forget what the city was. The, I don't know. I honestly don't know the grand, the grand, whatever. Uh, but basically he shows up at the city, uh, immediately he tries to sell chocolate. Um, he has these cool little like flying chocolates and he sells them out or whatever. And then, uh, or he tries to sell them, gets people's attention. Um, the three businessmen come down. He into the, uh, um, into the town square where so they call it the they call it the like grand deuce the the oh, what the heck's it called i'll keep going and you just yeah you just keep going. okay so <laughs> he um so he's he's trying to uh well i mean there's a lot of stuff that happens like we talked about with the dropping the shillings in the thing or mm-hmm. what, what was it called shillings uh yeah let's just call them shillings okay. there was a different word for it but but yeah. the, the sovereigns, sovereigns, yes, sovereigns, yes. But yes. the candy makers are Slugworth, Fickle Gruber, and Produce. <laughs> yes, yeah, they're called the Chick- Chocolate Cartel. Well, that's yeah, that's what they we end up learning. They're the Chocolate Cartel, yes. So, uh, but they come down and they're like, Wonka lets them try this stuff. They're they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, but we can't have anybody, you know, impeding on our our action basically. So they call the cops played by Keegan, Michael key. Yes. <laughs> and then he shows up. He's like, Oh, I nothing to see you people. You know, we got flying chocolate is, you know, uh, he had a, a, an accent in this movie. Uh, so he shows up and he basically kicks walk out, takes his money. He goes, Oh, it'll go to charity or something. <laughs> so, and then another cop gives him, he's like, Oh, can I at least have like, uh, can I at least have one of them to pay for my room? You know, because he was staying in a in a Mrs. What is it? Scrubbits. Mrs. Scrubbits with uh, you know, there's a little girl. Her name is Noodle. Um, Mrs. Scrubbits is played by Olivia Coleman, and there's another dude. What's his name? Um, the, the big guy. Bleacher. 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 Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so he, that's where he's staying. He signs the contract without reading the fine print and uh, basically stays the night there, goes out, sells the candy. Uh, everybody goes crazy for it. They they pay him for it, but the cops take his money. So he goes back and Mrs. Scrubbit's like, oh, you know, you used the stairs. You used the mini bar, the mini bar of soap. Um, <laughs> that was great. She ends, up charging, she ends up charging him like a thousand sovereign or 10,000 sovereign. 10,000 sovereigns. And basically, she she's like, she "Oh, you can't pay us. Life. Yeah, you can't pay us. You signed a contract. We own you. You're gonna work for me and scrub, scrub laundry, to scrub, scrub, to scrub, scrub." <laughs> yes. scrub. Uh, so he meets uh, a group of people. Uh, one of them is a accountant for all the chocolate cartel people. Uh, one of them is a comedian. Crunch. That's the accountant. It it's Abacus Crunch. Okay. 
Abacus Crunch. Uh, there's uh, a comedian. Bell, she works for the telephone company, or she did. Oh yes, yes, yes. The names are uh, the names are very similar to the jobs that they do. Apparently, yes. Uh, <laughs> Crunch numbers. Um, yep. What's the the black woman's name? I cannot remember. Let me see. Uh, uh, well, she. So basically, and then there's, there's a comedian. There's a comedian who tells bad jokes, apparently. Yes. Um, and this doesn't tell me their names. It's okay. But they're stuck. They're all stuck there. They need they need a place to stay for the night, and they get stuck in a contract. So Willie, like, so Willie makes chocolate for Noodle, and Noodle's like, wow, you got something special. And basically finds a way to kind of escape during the day try to sell chocolate by his store and the chocolate cartel. You find out that the chocolate makers have the special cartel and this like cold of chocolate and they are storing all the good chocolate down in this bottom of the church in this. Oh yeah. They watered down their chocolate yeah. to save like the good stuff. Save the good and stuff. And then it's underneath like a cathedral. The- yes. Yes. And then, and then the, the clergy is uh, Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. <laughs> um, but so not not to completely give everything to, uh, to everybody, but this one, this this Wonka film, it just it just rem- it just reminds you of what it felt to be a kid and have wonder like t- like Timothy's Wonka like does just all his all his chocolate is not just chocolate like it does something cool like it will make you fly um it'll make you more confident uh he it'll make you have a brainstorm like have, yeah have yeah brainstorm like get really smart and then he has like these trick these he has these trick candies that he uses to yeah, kind to of get them. stuff and he gives one to this guard at the um, zoo and it like it it has like white wine in it, red wine, and then like liquor cabinet, and it makes them pass out. Um, but it makes them call their exes and be like, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like I really miss our days in chemistry. We could have been together forever. Um, oh, so yeah. good. And then you find out that um, they give you an an origin for the Oompa Loompas. That so Hugh Grant plays an Oompa Loompa. And he's stealing Willie's chocolate through the night because <laughs> Willie once took three coca beans from the island he's from. Four. Or four. My apologies. <laughs> that was a joke in the movie. Yes, yes. So he takes he takes like four cocoa beans from the island and he's like, well, why didn't you say anything? Because apparently the cocoa beans don't grow like they're supposed to there. They grow spare, like sparingly, yeah. right? So yeah. he's like, well, why didn't you say anything? He's like, I may have fallen asleep <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> or nodded off. So they kick him off the island, and then he performs the Oompa Loompa song. And he's like, I I can't return to the island until I paid you back, till I paid them back 10,000 fold. Yeah. It, it's says, just like Hugh Grant was a perfect choice for Oompa Loompa in this. Like the comedy is just so spot on. Um <sighs> This and 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 there's just there's just nice surprises. Like I want you guys to go see it. Um, so I don't want to give everything away. I don't I don't want Fitch and I to give everything away. 
Uh, we give a good bit away, but I don't want to give everything away. Well, I mean, okay, without like kind of really going into anything else too, it's just like just this movie. It it really does feel like a prequel to the Gene Wilder film. Yeah, like like it, you know, forget about the the Johnny Depp version. No offense, you know, yeah. but forget about that one. If you're seeing this movie, you know, you could watch the. 19 what was it 1971 1971 yeah 1971 willy wonka and the chocolate factory and then watch this as a prequel or go to the theater watch this one and then watch willy wonka and the chocolate factory and you will like feel like you're seeing the same wonka just at different points in his life yeah like and i mean the things that they pull from it with the oompa loompas um the the music the just even hints of music, the notes, the how the Oompa Loompa song starts, yeah. like it's perfect. Like once I've started, I can't stop. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yes, um, just his attitude and everything, man. It just it works. Um, you know the reference to Slugworth, like we he's not the same Slugworth, obviously. Yeah, um, different. Yeah, and I don't know, like it just works, man. It's it's a it's a heartwarming family film uh the songs are catchy um not all of them you know oh. like there's one or two that's like eh. but you know, it's, it's still it's fun a, yeah like it is it's just oh it's just so fun and like in it and and you know obviously we're gonna get a franchise out of this so like the next movie i don't i don't think is gonna be your the glass reboot. elevator well, so the glass well, that would be a sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I don't think they're going to introduce Charlie at least to the third movie. My personal opinion, so they're going to have to do something next. Well, are you? Did they already like announce that this is going to be a franchise? No, one I mean, it, it depends on how like how they're setting up the future. Like they they got to make a franchise out of this. I mean they. Yeah, something has to happen with him though. Like to get to the next point. Yes. So the second one is going to be something probably totally original. It's going to be bringing the Oompa Loopas to the factory. It's going to be someone stealing his secrets probably and then then it'll probably end that movie with him shutting it down. Well, it might it might That's what I predict. It might do what the 2005 version did where he has to go and um, make the chocolate castle and stuff. Because that is in the book, right? I never read the book, but I don't okay. think so. Well, I believe that's where they got that idea, right? Like he, he's the greatest chocolatier in the world. So this prince hires him to build him a castle made entirely of chocolate. You know, so it's like you could get that story. You know what the Johnny Depp version tried to do? It's like you could do that with this because we liked it. Yeah. We've already established this Wonka. We like this Wonka and we could see him doing those adventures, you know, yeah, and then, and then become, Wonka. and then something happens. Maybe he falls in love with somebody and that, you know, that jades his character and, uh, you know, and then that's part of what, because yeah. that's, that's, so that's what the second movie needs to be. It needs to be how he got jaded. Like how he got so like I lost faith in humanity type thing. Like that's what we need to see um, before we bring in like Charlie. And then if they do the glass elevator story, like 
do you know what the glass elevator story is about? I haven't read it. Okay, so <sighs> the glass elevator story basically they take the elevator at the end of the first movie or the first first book and they go into space. They land on yep. They land on it's it's wild. You can tell like once I finish telling you, you're gonna be like, okay, that's why it hasn't been a movie yet. <laughs> did Ro- did Rodal write that one also? Yep. Okay. Uh, he actually wrote it while they were while like, high, right? While that movie <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But while uh the Gene Wilder movie was coming out. Mm. So they go into space and there is a space station that's basically called the USA which doesn't, but whatever. And basically it's Wonka, Grandpa Joe, and Charlie facing off against aliens, which are the vernicious canids. And the vernicious canids like swallow, like swallow people whole and they can shapeshift a little bit. Oh. And it's like this whole entire like Wonka versus aliens story. That sounds awesome, actually. <laughs> like, it sounds it sounds out there, but it also sounds like just I could see that, dude. Like <laughs> it's like a that. whole different it's a whole different ball game. Well, okay, like say you take that ele- that idea uh-huh. with the Wonka that we just got, because you know, in the in the Gene Wilder one, we didn't get all that magical stuff. Like we got magic, like imagination magic, right? But in this Wonka movie, magic's magic's like real. You know what I mean? So it's like I could see that being utilized. I don't want to say as a weapon, but like to fight off aliens. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I could see that. I could see that. Okay, especially because you mentioned like you mentioned about the parts like where he has the the specialty chocolates that can like make people go to sleep, or you know, like he has like little little things, little things to like you know, keep drafts occupied, you know, and, and stuff like that. You know, it's like, I can see that there's, there's a lot of potential. Like you can fly with chocolate. Come on, bro. You know, like I want it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a lot of potential of where they could go with like, plus the Oompa Loompa has like a jet pack and sh- like yeah, dude, he has like <laughs> he has like a whole Batman suit, like that Batman. <laughs> the wings. Yeah, like you don't you don't steal from a Oompa Loompa. Yeah, Oompa I started singing. I can't stop. <laughs> it was great. Um, it's a good movie, guys. Everybody who's listening, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Take take your family, take your kids, take your significant other, um, and just feel like a kid again. You know, that's, that's the joy of this, of this uh, movie. So, so that is our take on Wonka and everything about Wonka. Um, we hope you guys go see this. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to our rants. Hey, real quick, <laughs> and, your favorite, your favorite song from the movie. Oh, pure imagination, bro. From oh, this one. Oh, from, from this, this one? one, from this one, probably scrub. Okay. Scrub, mine's scrub. sweet tooth. Yeah. Oh, sweet tooth. Have you got a sweet tooth? I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. But when he sings "Pure Imagination" at the end, 
Yeah, it just it it oh, hits you. Yeah, I tried. yeah, right. And that's what that's I was, what I want to say for the I want to say for the listeners to see that themselves. Um, well, I was I was sitting there singing it to my daughter while I was watching it. It's just like oh. word word for word. I'm just like do 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 do. If you want to view paradise, simply look, look around and view it. Anyway, thank you, BP, for let's uh for reviewing Wonka. Like I said, I can't wait to do Aquaman too. Yeah, coming up. Hopefully, it's good. <laughs> well, 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 we'll talk about our thoughts in in a few days. We'll talk about our thoughts of what we think is going to happen. All right. Uh, night, everybody, and thank you for listening to BP and the Fitch. And remember, if you want to listen to Paradise. Simply, Simply put listen. your headphones on and you will. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night.